Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 183 from July the 29th, 1995. And this is taping number three from Jellico, Tennessee at Jellico High School. Doc, it's just me and you, uh, per our announcement a few weeks ago about Harper and his new shoot job. But how you doing, man? We got a, I think we got a good one here. We got a barn burner. We got some stuff that's legendary on this pro on this week. We do, but are you sure we're not further closer to the end of this <laughs> thing? <laughs> you want to tell the people what you're talking about? Okay, so here's the deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot straight with the people here. <laughs> you, you're absolutely right that this is a great episode. That something legendary, not only for the promotion, but I'm gonna say fantastic in the sport of wrestling happens in this episode but we can see the end and it's not that we want to be done it's just that we've been doing this now for three and a half years we're kind of ready to to do something new and so you guys are going to have to hang with us as we get to the end here because we're kind of we're kind of ready i mean it's not that we don't like smoky mountain come on we do but it's just we're ready for something new here here's the reality of Smokey, and i you know i i don't know how many of the listeners agree or disagree like we're about to get to that last big show and it's it's really good and there's some good things that happen and then after the last <sighs> big show it, it really does you know dive off a cliff and that's not easy for us to say because we've literally dedicated off days to Smoky Mountain for nearly four years. Like literally dedicated for three and a half years, we have recorded Smoky Mountain episodes on our off days and given a lot of time and energy to it. And it's it's, hey, of, it's 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 seven o'clock in the morning right now. I set an alarm to do this. Yeah, I did too. But and I'm not trying to put us over when I say that. No, I'm no, just no. What I'm just saying. So if you're wondering why they want to be done, that's why. It's no big deal. I mean, this is a. This is a great episode, um, and I mean, I don't know that we should continue to kick the tires too much. I think you need to do all your dick pills and mortgage oh payments and <laughs> jewelers with gold tip roses spots, and we can get Bruh, into this. Can I, Real quick, would you buy a gold tip rose? Like I'm even if you were a mil, let me let me let me let me let me reshape that. Even if you were a millionaire. Okay, so I'm sitting here and and, and I know you don't like for us to give this stuff away, but we're about three weeks out of uh, Valentine's Day, and I was running on the treadmill yesterday, just thinking, how do I get out of doing anything? God, how do I get to <sighs> that point? And so if I, my answer is how do I how do I get out of doing anything? then the answer is certainly no to whatever it is you just asked. Cause I'm not even sure I know. I mean, I know what a chocolate dip strawberry is, but I'm not sure I know what this thing is. And I'm not sure I want to know. I don't need dick pills. I don't need a new mortgage. I don't need any of this stuff. I just need wrestling. And on that note, I say we give it to them. All right. So as we get into this, again, it's episode 183, July 29th, 1995. Shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry. You guys are basically the sponsors of this show, and we appreciate it. And thank you to all the patrons out there who support this show at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's how you can become a patron and get over 200 other Patreon-exclusive episodes that are only available there. Again, I said this is taping number three from Jellicoe, Tennessee. Um, we, we kick off this week's show of Smoky Mountain Wrestling and we got Les Thatcher and Chip Kessler 
Um, but you know, it's one of those openings where less, I'm sorry, chip kind of just opens things up and he runs down what we're in store for this week. We're going to get right into it because at the very beginning, we're literally told, you know, we're going to hear from Shawn Michaels later in this episode and a phenomenal promo from uh, buddy Landell. So let's head to the ring with the first match being Brad Armstrong versus D Brown. Brad gets the win with the Russian leg sweep. Doc, did you have anything else from the opening match with Brad and D'Lo? Well, if you look there, and it's on the, I don't know if this is on the Patreon feed or not, but have I mentioned lately how much I hate that song that just came on my screen? That opening song is just hideous. You haven't said it in a while, but you said it when we first went to it a few times. Okay, so now on the Patreon feed, on the video feed, if you look across, man, that is one boring ass white wall on the other side of the the hard cam there. Well, it's a high school gym in Jellicoe, Tennessee. I don't know how I, I, you know, I guess how, I guess how flashy I guess, you want it. Well, I guess a second color or a logo was out of the not in the budget this year. Yes, so come on, man. Grow up. <laughs> other than that, alone, than the, man. What? <laughs> You 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 taking unnecessary craps on on Smokey right here on the people in Jellico. I guess yeah, a second coat of paint wasn't worth it. No, no. come on, man. All right, go. No, ahead. a different co- a different color. That's oh, okay, or a logo, like you said. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that was a quick match, and uh, we're already done in real time. Uh, Brad made no took no time in getting him in the Russian Russian whatever side backbreaker whatever that's called and uh backdrop and uh, it's over um i'm gonna recap brad's promo it's it's uh, no 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 i want you to play it oh you do i do okay Uh, give me one second here it is i want everybody to listen to this oh you do okay Mm -hmm. must be something special here we go not not really brad armstrong with me, Brad Armstrong and Brad, this Friday night in Knoxville, it all comes together for you, USWA heavyweight champion, Billy Jack Haynes. That's exactly right. You know, I've got to be careful and not think past Billy Jack Haynes. He's a big, bad man. Billy Jack Haynes has got to be a tough man, otherwise he wouldn't be the USWA heavyweight champion. But I'm going to promise you one thing, and I've said this before, and I'm going to give you a guarantee because you got the Armstrong name on it. I'm going to take that USWA title from Billy Jack Haynes. And then... Fire on the mountain, baby. Lightning's in the air, and there's gold in the hills, brother, and they're waiting, waiting for me there. The gold is that Smoky Mountain title, and that's what I'm after, and that's what I'm coming to get. So you're saying you're going through Billy Jack Haynes on your way to Buddy Landell, right? That's exactly right. I hate to say it, Billy Jack Haynes, but brother, you're in front of my, you're in my way, and I'm gonna have to walk on you because Buddy Landell, I'm gonna walk through you, and that's a promise. All right, Brad Armstrong is Billy Jack Haynes this Friday night, Knoxville Civic Coliseum for the Super Bowl of Wrestling. Okay, what did you have from it? I thought that was a really, really good babyface promo. He had some licks, some lines. Some of it was a little corny, but that's what you need at this area and this time. We talk about what Brad isn't sometimes, but, I mean, that's exactly what they needed, right? Oh, yeah, and I'm going to share something with you that you don't, you're not aware of related to this. Uh, you know how— Are you going to have Brad Armstrong on the show? No. Come on, man. You know how— Oftentimes, we've been doing Smoky Mountain and NWA through the years, and we're like, God damn, you know, somebody just shows up in Smoky, and all of a sudden, they pop up in NWA, or they pop up in NWA, and then they show up in Smoky, right? Yes. Guess who just popped up on the world-class show that Lance and I are doing? Brad Armstrong. Billy Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) With Sunshine. There's actually a, a promo... Now, it's not even a promo. It's a sit-down interview where Billy Jack and Sunshine are being interviewed by Bill Mercer. And Bill Mercer literally sends out a code signal and basically asks them without saying, are you two fucking? It's, it's, mm, it's phenomenal. I got to show it. I got to show it to you and Hopper. Hey, Lance is a straight-laced guy, and he even chuckled. He's like, God damn, Mercer, won't you just ask him if they're banging each other on the side? But anyway, uh, I say all that to say Billy Jack, he just showed up just a few weeks ago in, on the World Class Show on the Patreon feed. So there you go. Uh, I thought this was a good babyface promo, too. Okay, well, um, just once again, as our shows line up like this, it's just further proof that we are uh, doing the Lord's work. That's right. Amen, brother. I see the Lord's work. The up 
upper room. Never mind. Okay, here we go. Come, uh, come on, bro. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. The upper room. Uh, only people who've seen the movie Life will get that. Here we go. Uh, we got another promo from uh, Cornette and Unibomb. Let's, uh, let's see what these guys have to say. It's Friday night, August 4th. The Undertaker and Paul Bear make their debut in Knoxville to face the demon of destruction, Unibomb, in the Battle of the Giants. Let's hear these comments, then see both these huge men in action. This Friday night at the Super Bowl of Wrestling in Knoxville, The Undertaker and Paul Bearer make their auspicious Knoxville debut to battle the mighty demon of destruction, Unibomb. Now, you know, we've thought and we've plotted and we've planned how can we get The Undertaker. Once a man's been dead and buried, there's not a lot you can do that concerns him. But Undertaker, I want you to feast your eyes on your opponent because while you come from the dark side, he was spawned in the valley of death. The mighty Unibomb is the demon of destruction. He's undefeated in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He was there through the ages, chained slaves to their cages. The cycle of pain of a thousand year reign, suicide and salvation, the omen to nations, the infection and famine you fear. And Undertaker, when you lay down to sleep, your soul he will keep, so cross your heart before you die, Undertaker, again. Because Friday night, Unibomb rules the dark side and you are cast into the dark side for pain, agony, misery, and torment for the rest of eternity, Undertaker. Rest in misery. Thoughts? Um, I think I'm getting ready to make Fritz happy here. I do believe that Corny was spitting some kiss lyrics from the song Unholy. Not all of it, but some of it. Um, we'll hear. We would have heard that in a little bit, and I'll have some comments about that uh, in a few minutes because that's the song for the for the vignette. Um, I thought Corny's trying to talk him in the building there, and why not? You got the Undertaker coming. You got Corny talking about it. I mean, let's get them. Let's get them down to the arena. Let's 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 make that money. Welcome into uh, the building. That's right. Um, and, and to be honest, we'll talk about this in a minute. That's going to be Corny's sole responsibility. Uh, where is Unibomb's mask? I think he looks better with the mask on. I mean, more minute, not that his face is messed up, although, well, I'm just saying it kind of adds to the aura as he's going up against a supernatural dead man. What are you talking about? He doesn't wear the mask when he wrestles? You mean with the one he comes out with? Yeah. Kane should have been wearing that right there. Okay. I didn't think about it, but sure. All right. All right. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make an airtight, brother. Oh, my God. Um, and yeah, then yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smokey was more airtight usually than, than what we see in Crockett right now. Boy, that's, anyway. a, that's, a, that's a little dirty secret that there's a whole bunch of guys in the business that would deny and refute. They don't want to um, hear it, man. They get mad. No, no. Back in the old day, the, I mean, I heard Sullivan say this once, and he goes, and he's absolutely right. And I'm starting to notice it as we get older. The beer was colder, the sun was sh- brighter, the girls were prettier, that kind of thing. You know, back in my day. It's not necessarily true. It it R- feels right. like it. Right. We romanticize um, it more than it ever should be romanticized. Right. So anyway, uh, yeah, you want to get, so here's the thing I always tell people to do that. You want to get cancer back then or today? Not only that, do you want to come home from work nowadays where you've actually got time on your hands to watch something on TV? Do you want to fucking turn your little knob on your goddamn rabbit ear antenna, some bitch? Or you want to turn on cable and see what's on there? Or even, you know, something on Hulu, Netflix, whatever streaming service you may have, Fire Stick, whatever. I mean, don't give me this, oh my God, it was so great back then. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was what we had at the time, so we enjoyed it. But it wasn't, it wasn't that great. I mean... I listened. I listened to Texas eighties, nineteen eighties, Texas Rangers baseball on the radio because we. Right. I mean, they just weren't on TV back then. I didn't have cable, and they and only the home games were really on TV, or, or not. On, I mean, the road games usually were, but not all of them. And the, and that's just man. Let's think about where we are here. Uh, also, back to the wrestling page. I think Corny went over everybody's head, but using the word auspicious. Um, and then my only question standing there watching that was, how do you look at, at, at the Unibomb and think, hmm, dentist, 
That's just Vince. I mean, that's what I'm saying, dog. Yeah. All right, that's all I, I had. So now, now we need a rebuttal. Yeah, let's go to Paul Bear and the Undertaker, who are going to respond to Cornette and Unibom. Oh yes, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Knoxville, Tennessee, August the fourth, the Super Bowl of Wrestling. Jim Cornette, the last time we were in the area. I was standing next to you in the corner. This time, I'll be across the ring, and inside the ring will be my undertaker. Jim Cornette, you now exist only for one reason, because we let you exist. You do not fool anyone. You're a shallow soul. The aura that you present gives you away for miles and miles. And now you have this Unabomb. What I understand is a very promising young wrestler. Well, right in the prime of his life, you have thrown him to the lions. And understand this Unabomb. When you look into these eyes, you only look once. Your time is running out. The end is at hand. And there's nothing anyone can do for you now. Unabom, James E. Cornett. Rest in peace. Thoughts, Doc? So the Undertaker's promos in this period are not the thing that's going to talk him in the building, but he creates such an aura that it's okay um, I did like the line he had. You exist because we are you. You're here, but we we let you exist, kind of thing, which is good. Um, but I mean, it's Corny's job to do the what, when, where, why, how. Oh, I agree, and he's good at that. So, and then we go to a, and then we go to a package a vignette and that is unholy being played in the background. I, why didn't you let me say it by kiss? Yeah, you know that because yeah. it's the first it is the lead track off their quote unquote comeback record. I believe it was 92 or three. Maybe. I don't know. Harper says it's his favorite kiss record. I don't know. There's some songs on that record I thought were pretty bad. But um, Revenge was the name, I think, of the album. I know uh, Fritz Fritz out there is in love with it. I do think that there's a case to be made, even though Kiss had some classic jams. That Unholy might be the most badass Kiss song ever. Let me give you my opinion on it. I don't really know. You don't? <laughs> do you know Do you know rock and roll all night and party every day? Oh, yeah. Okay, do you know Detroit Rock City? Um, I'm sure I've heard it. I just don't know the title. Okay. I just wondered. Kiss was an okay band. I mean, I'm not, you know, I won't shit on them. Here's, here's the thing about Kiss, and I'm sitting here at 40, almost 46. God, it's getting away You're from us, Mike. You're fucking farter, it's, it's, man. It's, it's, it's getting away, man. It is getting away from us. Anyway, I played music, but when you talk about the Kiss that inspired everybody to pick up guitars and drums and my, my friends, it was they were always like two or three years older than me. but they got all the kids to pick up guitars and, and instruments in that period. Man, that's the that's the biggest contribution they made. I'm just saying. I mean, everybody. The the thing that always got me as a kid was the was the um was the face paint. That was the. It was like wrestling. Because mm. I, I mean I, I'm not a I'm not a metal guy. Like what other groups were doing face paint? Um. At that time, there was some Alice Cooper-esque, but not like that. Um, uh, the legend of Arthur Brown did a little bit of that. I'm sure the people could come up with a couple of other examples. But that was really Kiss's unique contribution to the, uh, to the thing. It wasn't just the paint. It was it was the gear. I mean, it was it was the personas. They had the personas. They had the mystery. They were under a hood. 
and they didn't well, give their yeah. real identity. They didn't. I mean, they they did, but they didn't. They had personas that they were hiding behind. So yeah, it's wrestling. Dude. Everything's wrestling. Oh my, dude, look at this. We they, have, they, we have a, let me one thing because I just wanted to stress what you just said. I'm not saying Kiss wasn't good because I, I I don't have an opinion one way or another, but I will tell you, everything they did was wrestling. Everything. The clothes. Oh, yeah. The gear. They're, the face paint. They're a, mar- they're a marketing entity that happens to play rock and roll. Let's don't confuse that. Because even if you don't like rock and roll, you knew who Kiss was. See, here's the thing. If Led Zeppelin... I'm not saying Kiss... Kiss works hard, man. And they stayed after it for years because they weren't successful at first. They had to... They did... Hey, you know what else they did that the wrestlers do, wrestling did? And I heard Eric Bischoff talking about this not too long ago on his, on his podcast. Kiss went to towns that other bands wouldn't go to, like the mid-sized markets. And when you go there, you get the loyalty because nobody else will go there. And that's how they slogged it out and built up their their fan base. Yeah, that takes work, but that's a that's a good point because by doing that, like you said, you you uh, branch out and you build the, the the tree branches that end up um, you know growing from the trunk of your your music career. Yeah, that, that's a, that's actually a good point. When you go to those little towns, you. Like you said, you build up that loyalty, and that's the thing. I guess like it's God. I hate this term because WWE uses it or not uses it, but I think of you build you I build brand equity that way and brand loyalty. God, mm-hmm. all right, I like that, and then and then that allows you to really invest in what your digital platforms. God, okay, uh, all right. <laughs> Doc, you want to tell the people? I need, no, I need a shower after using that term. You want to tell uh, the people where we're going next on our next promo? Well, slog through Smokey. Slog. I'm having fun now. Um, that was a figure of speech, man. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we've got a wounded wolfie. Yeah, let's go to Bob Armstrong with the Wolf Man and uh, see what he's got to say. Uh, remember, the Wolf Man uh, was was supposed to have a match with was it Cornette at the the Dream Match scenario, Doc? Yes, y- y- yes, sir. He came out right. and said, "I I want it." Yeah, so Wolfman was supposed to wrestle Corny, uh, but now Wolfman's got a little bit of an injury, and just listen to the injury. Here it is with uh, Wolfman and Bob Armstrong. Hey, with me, Commissioner Bob Armstrong and the Wolfman. And Bob, you're telling me now that uh, there's something wrong with the Wolfman. Well, I got terrible news, especially for the fans in Johnson City. You know, uh, the Wolfman had won his dream match, was a first blood match against Jim Cornette. That's the man who draws first blood, wins a match. It right. could go a long time, it could go a short time, till somebody needs stitches. But Wolfman in training has uh, wounded his posterior giblet, and he's not going to be able to wrestle him at, at uh, Johnson City. <laughs> so being the commissioner, I've got to appoint somebody. I look down, everybody's on contract. Everybody's on, already on the card in Johnson City. So I'm going to have to name his replacement right now, and his replacement is me. You? And I just can't wait. It's me. But First blood match, exactly you and Jim right. Cornette? That's right. He's got a restraining order, but that was only on matches contracted. This is a substitute theory. I am the substitute on this match. I I will be there. I hear a voice. Well, you probably will hear a voice many times. What are you trying to pull, huh? What are you trying to do? You and me in a first blood match? You've got to be out of your mind. It was supposed to be with this no good jabroni over here. Well, he's injured. If he's injured, he can't do it. I'm going to have to do it, Jimsy. I'm real sorry, but I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> Who ever heard of a posterior giblet or whatever he's spraying? You're just trying to you're just trying to get me out your first blood match, not only a wrestling match, but a first blood match where somebody's gotta get busted open. You trying to kill me or what? That's exactly right. I, maybe I am trying to. I can't help it. It's gonna be me and you first blood, like it or love it. It's me and you, brother. Hey, I got an idea. You've been searching, you've been plotting, you've been planning, trying to figure out a way to get back in the ring, trying to figure out a way to get back at me or my men. And now you're doing all this horn swoggling and corn pone contract maneuvering. You want to do it straight up, huh? You want to do it straight up Friday night at the Super Bowl in Knoxville? You want to get in the ring one-on-one with the Punisher, huh? Do you want to do that? Because if you do, then I won't have to worry about the first blood match because you ain't going to make it to Johnson City on the 12th. Get in the ring with the Punisher unless you're a chicken, no-good, yellow-bellied coward. Well, let me tell you this. I'll take your man on. I'll take him on in Knoxville at the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you this. The only chicken around here is you. You're the biggest chicken of them all, and you're about to get plucked. So this Friday night, it's going to be the Punisher against Bullet Bob Armstrong. And then on the 12th, it's you and the Bullet in a first blood match. Hayden, throw- 
roll around his slurs and he can bandy his insults at me, but the 12th ain't never going to come from Bullet Bob Armstrong after Friday night at the Super Bowl when I turn the Punisher loose. Bullet Bob Armstrong's going to be in the home for good. And that's an added match for fr this Friday night, Knoxville Civic Coliseum for the Super Bowl. You won't want to miss it. Well, a little twist there, Doc. What do you have from this? I'm no doctor. Well, wait, but you're not a seems, medical doctor, but that seems a little fishy. A little fishy, huh? A giblet. Go ahead. Can you imagine what sort of practice training maneuver Wolfman was doing to hurt himself? I'm gonna try not to imagine that. Uh, that that doesn't seem like something I want to <laughs> think about. But okay. I thought I thought maybe Wolfie was on top of some Smoky Mountain rat banging and pulled a muscle or something you imagine the rat he'd have been on top of <laughs> you tell me god oh we need harper oh. for that we need harper for that oh oh my <laughs> god yeah oh. who smelled worse the wolf man or her oh god they were both fighting for the gold medal on that one <laughs> oh man they were both god that just the thought of it just you you ever yeah. you ever been like okay you've been in new orleans before right oh yeah dude you walk through the french quarter the beautiful thing about new orleans is to be able to get drunk and hammered and 24 hours a day and all that good stuff and have fun but man the french quarter it smells like piss and shit a lot i'm just gonna put that out there i bet you that's what that smelled like Anyway, all right, go ahead. All right, well, um, so I, I, I'm kind of lost on the, there's a restraining order and he can't wrestle as commissioner, but now he is, but I'm not going to get too hung up on all this. Oh, Hopper would have a fit if he were here right now and, and that. He would have laughed at the wolfman injuring his posterior or posterior giblet, but... The minute Harper would have heard Bob Armstrong replacing Wolfman due to injury and battling Cornette in the first blood match, Harper might have flung his computer off his desk in anger. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let it go. I, I, and look, let's be real. We've said they went back to this way too much. Way too much. Way too much. It, it, you know what this is the equivalent of? And Corny would hate me if he heard me say this. It's like the damn authority figure in the WWE. Like, in and actually that the authority figure thing is worse because they did that bullshit for twenty years. The evil authority, you know what I mean. But it's it just you can't you go back to the well too much. It's just it gets old, man. But anyway, go ahead. I'm okay. All right. The Wolfie is the Wolfie is in a angle though. Who would have thunk? <laughs> yeah. Just wait till the very last episode of Smokey. I, I won't spoil it. And that's all I'll say about Wolfie. All right. We keep moving. We get a plug for Fire on the Mountain 1995, which will feature a tribute to the legendary Ron Wright. And it's also Dream Match Night at Fire on the Mountain 95. Uh, and then after the plug for Fire on the Mountain 95, we get a video package of the Wild Brawl from Stomper and Sullivan a few years ago in Smoky Mountain. Man, that... God, that feels like it was 50 years ago we did that, but it wasn't it, that long ago, but it does feel like it, right? It feels like ancient times, but man, it was like they didn't wait for them to get in the ring. They just started tearing into each other. Stomper's a legit scary character. That Halloween music that they're playing helps. Yeah. Um, but. They brawl all over the place. Yeah, when you can get when you can present that character that way, it doesn't matter if you're an old man. No, and he was a legend in the area, so you know, he didn't he's like one of those things where once you're a made guy, you're a made guy. And he could have just, you know, punched and kicked and the fans would have loved it, especially in ninety three when it happened. I think it was ninety three. But anyway, uh Stomper Scary and he and Sullivan went after each other there. That's that's two good styles just beating the piss out of each other. Any other thoughts on it though, Doc? Not really. I think we've we seen it before, so. 
Yeah, well, we've seen it a bunch of times. We then get a promo from Cornette, Gordy, and Tommy Rich. Uh, Doc Doc said it was a replay. I couldn't even remember it, I guess maybe because of my relationship with Tommy Rich. But anyway, uh, Tommy Rich throws out a line there that says, you ain't got enough brains to blow your nose, boy. Okay. So anyway, that was all I had from that promo. Doc, you got anything else from it? Well, the reason I thought it was a repeat is we. it was once again Gordy going, you're stupid. You're yeah. stupid. And I thought, don't let him talk. I mean, and just because it's protecting him from himself kind of thing. Ten four. And it's not, not a bad thing. Gordy is, Gordy is probably my favorite big man ever. It's just the unfortunate circumstances. Well, looky here. There is a champion on our screen right there. So Doc is referring to on our Patreon video at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Tommy Rich versus Boo Bradley. Rich wins when the Punisher pulls the leg when Boo is trying to suplex Tommy Rich. And then uh, Boo gets some boots put to him at the end. Bob Armstrong and Brad Armstrong make the save. That's all I got from it, Doc. I cannot oh, believe we're in July and Boo is still here. July, huh. I would have I said he was gone in February. Late July. I, let me let me let me correct that because I said I, a couple weeks ago he was here maybe, in July. Maybe don't listen to me anymore, people. Um, yeah, I would have bet significant sums of money he was gone when there was still frost on the on, outside on the grass. So, uh, oof. Uh, remember we don't. Remember this is a classic example of how you don't remember the past the way it actually happened. Um, anyway. There was a spot in the match where Boo slid out the ring and uh, went and sat with the crowd, and Tommy was looking for him. I thought that was a really neat little spot, and I really thought, to me, what it said, right here, I think it is, in the crisscross. Tommy's like, wait, wait, somebody say something about what? Wait, what's he doing? What's the guy doing out here? Oh, sit down with the fans. Boy, get your ass in the ring, boy. I think Boo has really blossomed in his capabilities in Smoky Mountain. Like he's grown as a performer, not just a worker, but a, I mean, not just a wrestler, but a performer. And that just, world, that, that move pointed it out for me. The world is really unfair. Boo Bradley and Mark Curtis in that ring right now are both deceased. And eh. Tommy Rich is still kicking. Come on, dude. I'm being tr- Mark Curtis was a really good guy. Come on. He was. He was. And it's a shame that he died, but I don't know why we have to horse trade people's lives. I'm not saying horse trade people's lives. I'm saying Mark Curtis got cancer. He unfairly, you know, life ain't fair. And and we got this guy in the ring. Okay. Anyway. uh, I just just wanted to say um, another clean victory for the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And Tommy Rich has made quite an impression since coming into the territory. Ain't nothing clean about Tommy Rich. <laughs> Let's keep moving. We get the Super Bowl of Wrestling plug uh, for mm. Friday, August the 4th, 1995. I mean, we're literally just five, six days away from it as of this, you know, as of this airing, not taping because it was taped weeks before it. So we're literally, you know, right up coming up to the Super Bowl, August 4th, 1995, where WWF, USWA, Smoky Mountain, and NWA titles will all be on the line. Doc, you got anything else from the Super Bowl plug uh, that we haven't already talked about? Because um, if not, we're going to get to this. We're going to get to the first part of this promo in a second. Yeah, I think it's about time that we head to the government cheese portion of the show. Oh yeah. And, and I don't. There's not going to be any suspense, any debate. Um. I'll just say this, if we get to a, if we, if we haven't discussed the end yet, but if we do some promotional cheeses and special moments and a wrap up, which feels like we might ought to do, this will be in consideration for, for that greatest moment or greatest segment. And I'm not saying it'll win, but it's in there. Uh, I agree. Let's go now to, I'm going to break this up in a couple parts. The first part is going to be Corny and then Shawn Michaels. And then I believe we we get Budrow after that. So uh, here's the first part of it. Uh, Let's go to it. Super Bowl of Wrestling, August 4th in Knoxville. We now know that it will be Shawn Michaels defending his newly won World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt against this man, Nature Boy Buddy Landell, with manager General Jim Cornette. 
Before we hear from these two, let's get comments from the new Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, Shawn Michaels. Well, Knoxville, now you know why. Confidence is my middle name. You know something, Buddy Landell? Ten long years ago, you were a somebody. And the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, well, he was a nobody. Two years ago, you became a nobody. And I became, ooh, such a big somebody. And now you are finally climbing your way back up. And you've got that scrawny Jim Cornette in your corner. You know something? I understand now that Knoxville, Tennessee is your hometown. And you're hoping to take the World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Championship from the Heartbreak Kid. Now, I know you're going to have a lot of family, a lot of friends there. Who knows? They may be cheering you. <laughs> I don't think so. Buddy Landell, you better keep your eye on Jim Cornette. I know. I'm going to be keeping my eye on Jim Cornette. One eye on him, one eye on you. Buddy Landell, you used to be something, you were nothing, now you're climbing your way back up. I got news for you. I'm a somebody, I'm staying a somebody, and I'll always be a somebody. You, my friend, are getting knocked back into Nowheresville, and you're doing it courtesy of the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, the World Wrestling Federation's Intercontinental Champion. All right, Doc, give me your thoughts on Michaels there. Uh, as we uh, get ready to go to Buddy's part of the promo and his response. Well, he's cocky, and we know that. And he, I, I like the narrative that sets this up, that you used to be somebody and I was nobody, and now the, it's switched, and I'm going to keep it that way. Um, I think it's an effective setup. Make no mistake about it. Whatever you think about the guy, Shawn Michaels could go in the ring, and especially at this time. Oh, hell yeah. I'm not a Michaels fan. I've said that many times over the years on this show and on the NWA show. But I can respect the fact that he can get in the ring and go. And, I mean, at this moment, he's the IC champion. and You know, um, so there's a couple of things here because we're going to kind of probably talk over this. But there's a vignette now of him, and it's uh, – do you know what song this is? I didn't write it down, and I can't. It's hit. It, so. It's hit me with your best shot. Do you know who sings that? Oh yeah, yeah. Who? Um, Pat Benatar. Hey, look at you, man. And when and when I say I didn't know what song it was, I, I watched this a few weeks ago, and I didn't write right, it right. in my notes. So, I, yeah, when I say I didn't know, it means I didn't remember what was played. But so, when you said hit me with your best shot, yes. That ladder match with him and Razor at WrestleMania 10 was amazing. Because first yeah. of all, you got to remember there wasn't much going on like that ever anywhere. I mean, somebody people have done ladder matches, but not like that, and not on that stage. The other thing that I always like Shawn Michaels that he really did well that just it's the little things that always get me. You know, it's like when uh, Arn would throw that left hand and then sh look at it and shake it a little bit after he threw that punch. It's that little stuff that always kind of makes it better. I always like the way when. Shawn Michaels was going super fast and would hit the ropes. He just hit them hard, and it just looked like he was putting everything he had into it. So it's always the little things that you're looking for. The only problem I had with this promo was that he called Jim Cornette scrawny, and that's not the case anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> He's not scrawny. All right. So everything Doc said, good stuff. From here, we need to hear a response from Jim Cornette and Budro. Some of you may remember, we actually played this as a promo of the week on the NWA show probably about two or three years ago, so it's been a while. We talked about it then, but I got a feeling we're going to talk more about it now because that was so long ago. Let's go now to Buddy Landell and Jim Cornette leading up to Buddy's Intercontinental uh, Championship title match against Michaels at the Super Bowl of Wrestling. And Shawn Michaels is coming to Knoxville at the Super Bowl of Wrestling at the Civic Coliseum. Let me say one thing to Shawn Michaels. You may be the heartbreak kid now, but you're going to be the heartbroken kid after Friday night, August the 4th in Knoxville, because the biggest night in Smoky Mountain Wrestling history is going to be the biggest night in Jim Cornette and Buddy Landell's life because he's going to be the new World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, and I'm not even going to have to interfere in that match. No, I won't. You won't? No, I won't. Absolutely not. That's right, Jimmy. You're not going to interfere. I'm not? No, you're not. And I'll tell you why. Number one, I'm very glad to hear Shawn Michaels' comments regarding the career of Buddy Landell that he finds so important to remember. But let me give you a brief little autobiography of Buddy Landell. You see, 
I've spent my whole career saying that I was from here, from there, but the truth is this. I was born and raised in Knoxville, Tennessee. Growing up in Knoxville, Tennessee, I grew up on Ron Wright. I've been a wrestling fan all of my life. And at the tender age of 17, I quit after my football career at Fulton High School my junior year and started a professional wrestling career. And it took me five or six long years to get to the top. But by the time that I was 23 years old, I was wrestling the nature boy Ric Flair for the world heavyweight belt. A lot of people said that I was to be the next world heavyweight champion. The only problem was this. By that time, I had been introduced to drugs and alcohol. And the truth of the matter is this. I was an alcoholic and I was a drug addict. And I was in denial. Drugs and alcohol cost me that career, a million dollar career. By the 1985, by 1985, I was fired from that position as a national heavyweight champion, the number one contender for the world heavyweight belt. And I've spent these last 10 years aimlessly wandering around professional wrestling like the magazines say, a vagabond, a gypsy, being hired and fired by every promotion, being in denial about drugs and alcohol. And up till a year ago, I had become my own worst enemy. I had to look at my wife and my children and my family every day and drive up and down the road where everybody else was flying in jets and limousines. I was driving with the nobodies. And by this time, drugs and alcohol had taken my life. I'd even thought about suicide. But then I come to a point to where I needed help and I got down on my knees and I asked God Almighty to help me. And help me he did. You see, I was tired of looking at myself in the mirror saying, will I ever measure up to what I used to be? And a year ago, I came back into professional wrestling weighing 260 pounds. I defeated my own worst enemy a year ago. That was Buddy Landell. Now, this last year been in professional wrestling, I've lost all my weight. I'm back on top. I've beat everybody in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And proud to be in Smoky Mountain Wrestling on top of that. But see, because Smoky Mountain Wrestling is affiliated with the WWF. And the Smoky Mountain title is so prestigious that it gets a chance to have the WWF Intercontinental title on August the 4th in Knoxville, Tennessee. A match with the Nature Boy Buddy Landell. Shawn Michaels, I'm going to tell you something. I've been up and down since I turned 17. I've been on top and seen my wildest dreams. I've got it back and I'm feeling better every day. And I tell all them pencil pushers to stay out of my way. You know, Chip, a lot of people, this is the big deal about Buddy Landell. I got dozens of friends and the fun never ends. That's as long as I'm buying. When the money ran out, that's when the people left me. Oh, everybody wanted to be on the Buddy Landell bandwagon until the money ran out. God forgave me. My family forgave me. And everybody in Knoxville, Tennessee knows Buddy Landell is a home-cooking, hometown boy. I love Knoxville, Tennessee, and I'm proud of it. But I, Friday night, August the 4th, Shawn Michaels, I'm telling you something, I'm in the best shape of my career. I'm 33 years old. I have held more wrestling titles than the years you are old, son. I'm not taking nothing away from you. Voted the sexiest man in wrestling, that's great. Friday night, August the 4th, brother. Super Bowl of Champions, I want you to come in tip-top shape because I'm promising everybody in my hometown where it all began that I'm going to become the WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Bank on it. God, that should have closed the episode. I had the same exact note. Jesus. They should have cut to black or either and kind of widened out the screen and showed Corny sitting there with his mouth open and just faded to black. God, he was. Cause let me tell you, let me tell you a couple of wrap up things first. If you don't know what happens, and you're sitting there, I'm telling you what I'm thinking. And this is this is why I've always loved wrestling. Going back to being a kid with the hook getting set in the mouth, and why even today I don't like today's product because I can go, that's going to happen, that's going to happen, that's going to happen. And I wouldn't have thought that Shawn Michaels was coming down here to drop the strap until I watched that promo. And if I didn't know better and I just was watching this in the moment, I don't have any future knowledge, I don't have any internet, it would have entered my mind that Michaels is going to drop the strap to Buddy and then maybe win it back the next night on the way out of town. 
man, I want to go see that. I want Buddy, because then he could, I mean, shit, what happens then? They could say they beat a WWF Intercontinental guy. He made me believe that that shit was possible and going to happen. It's one of the best baby face promos. It wasn't perfect because he fumbled. He's, but that's, that, God, that's, it was real. That's right. It's okay to fumble if it's real because real people fumble. Right. Actors, actors performing lines don't fumble as much, but nobody gives a shit. Right. When he said he said his greatest opponent was Buddy Landale. I mean, come on. Even if you don't, I mean, it's easy to go. Ah ha ha! It's all, Buddy's just telling the truth. Not everybody knew this stuff back then. He was really opening up some. I mean, the people in the business did. But the viewers didn't know all this. He really he, opened it. He opened it up there. He said, "Okay, so I'm a, I think I quoted this right. I grew up on Ron Wright. I said I was here and there, but I'm. I said I was from here and there, but I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. I was an alcoholic and a drug addict. Those things cost me my career. I spent these last ten years being hired and fired and being denial, being in denial. Up to a year ago, I had become my own worst enemy." I love Knoxville, Tennessee, and I and I am proud of it. At 33 years old, and I'm in the best shape of my life. Like he's just fucking spitting fire right well, there. Well, and here, so here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, and, and I'm gonna be serious. I'm gonna be serious here because this moment deserves me not yucking it up and jabbing at people. Americans traditionally love a second chance. And oh, redemptions, yeah. we we eat that stuff up. Oh, we and, do. And, and and you know, you and I are everything's a work, so we always are cynical of that. But this is him coming out and saying, "Hey, man, I've messed up, but I'm better." And people, the general public, will eat that up, and for it to be Buddy, because he's completely different than he normally is. He had that just normal tone. Of just I'm going to talk to you now for a minute, and uh, how Americans do they love the they love they love that because you are opening up and showing that you're vulnerable and saying I did this I was wrong but I've corrected myself and you're right Americans love a redemption story love it, and so it's just I don't know. I mean, you've got The Undertaker coming and now Shawn Michaels and you're putting all these. These matches are all awesome. But now Buddy has put the icing on the cake, the go home promo, the. One of the greatest babyface turns here you can imagine. And still talk shit to him in a calm way when he says i've had more titles than years you've been alive which is phenomenal let me let me let me let me play one one thing again it's just like the first 30 seconds i want you to when corny's talking about what he's going to do and what he's not going to do this is this is what starts this promo off on the right foot too because you know we all well one more thing it's funny because Buddy Landale is, is, you know, saying, talking down to Sean as the kid, and Sean is saying, oh, you were the guy that held me down. Buddy is only three years older than Sean Michaels. Yeah, he's not much. You would think he's much older, but he's not. And you would think he's much older because, you know, when Buddy was basically a top guy in Mid-South, Michaels was just a young enhancement talent that right. you know had just got started. So yeah, I agree. All right, li- listen to Buddy at the very beginning of this when when Cornette is about to get going and and how Buddy takes over the interview and promo and that that's what really sets the tone for this thing as we as we went through it. Is coming to Knoxville at the Super Bowl of Wrestling at the Civic Coliseum. Let me say one thing to Shawn Michaels: you may be the heartbreak kid now, but you're going to be the heartbroken kid after Friday night, August the fourth in Knoxville, because the biggest night. In Smoky Mountain Wrestling history is going to be the biggest night in Jim Cornette and Buddy Landell's life because he's going to be the new World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, and I'm not even going to have to interfere in that match. No, I won't. You won't? No, I won't. Absolutely not. That's right, Jimmy. You're not going to interfere. I'm not? No, you're not. And I'll tell you why. Number one, I'm very glad to hear Shawn Michaels' comments.
You see how he told him, that's right, Jimmy, you're not. He got really mm. serious. And Buddy, yep. for for everything Buddy is, you know, he likes to yuck it up and ha-ha and talk a lot of noise. And, and, and he's serious a lot of times, but he's being funny about it with the yuck it up stuff. He ain't yucking it up here. He tells you, you're right, Jimmy, you're not interfering. He just commanded from the get-go, this is a different promo. This is different. This whole situation is different. This challenge is different. And I'm going to open up my life to you about the things I've made mistakes with in my past and how I'm not going to and how this has set me on the right path. And this is going to be my night. I, he did start to finish. It can't it doesn't get any better because, you know, Corny's Corny's yucking it up, too. <laughs> yeah, Michael's he uh, buddy's going to be the champion, blah, blah, blah. And, and Budro's serious from the get go out the gates. Buddy is serious. Phenomenal. Yeah, I'm with you, man. They should have faded to black. As soon as Buddy wrapped that up, it should have just went dark. There should have been a, a graphic for Super Bowl of Wrestling, and that's that. And it would that would have been tremendous. But, it, it, you know, Jim had more time to fill. I get it. You know, and that's not his fault uh, all the way. But, you know, he's he's got to put more content on air. But maybe they should have moved this to the end of the show. That probably should have been it. But, God, this was tremendous. Any other thoughts, Doc? No, I think that would have been the play. But we have a kind of a template here, if you notice, that it's like singles match, um, some promos, another singles match, and then they usually close with tag matches. So I think they were just filling this into the template. But I agree. I would have put this at the end, 100%. Great stuff from Buddy there. I don't want to move on from this, but um, I'm going to tell you right now, before we even get to the end of the episode, he gets the government cheese. It's no spoiler. Uh, if you don't give it to him here, I don't know who, who else you'd give it to, and maybe something's wrong with your head. But Budro's going to get it as we keep moving, and I'm pretty sure Doc's going to give it to him too. Now, let's keep going uh, because we do have to close the show out. We've got a few more things that happen. we got a recap of what's going on with the Thugs, Rock and Roll Express, and the Dynamic Duo. Uh, they replay the promo with the rock and roll and the thugs. And remember, Bob Armstrong runs in at the end of that promo and says at the Super Bowl of wrestling, the rock and roll will get a title shot then for those Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team titles. I don't, I'm not even going to spend more time on this because, you know, as we're going to discuss at the Super Bowl of wrestling, well, Ricky Morton ends up not being in a promotion anymore. Spoiler alert. Uh, Doc, you got any thoughts on the replay? Keep your broads away from the sport. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk more about that as we get to it. We then go to a tag match in this episode where we got the Headbangers uh, versus the Thugs. Thrasher from the Headbangers is about to attack the Dirty White Boy with a chair near the end, but the Rock and Roll Express stop Thrasher. Mark Curtis calls for a DQ because he sees the chair. The Thugs, they don't realize that Ricky was trying to help them when Ricky stopped Thrasher from hitting Dirty White Boy with the chair near the end. The Thugs only saw them in the ring and figured oh rock and roll mean harm in any case the thugs retained the title since the since you know the headbangers actually won by dq i i mean it's just trying to build bad blood between the thugs and rock and roll with you know when tracy sees morton with the chair and all that good stuff but doc you got any thoughts on this it's not bad but the but the air has been sucked out of the episode for me at this point. So I don't give a crap about anything. I can't. I've given all I've given all the things I care about to Buddy. And so I'm I'm just I'm still thinking about what Buddy just said. And so I'm not giving this the full attention. It's not bad. It's not fair to the performers in that sense. Um I am I am I if I didn't know how this ends, I would be interested in what the rock and roll are doing cuz they're turning heel. Well, that's the that's the the flaw in it, and it's not a flaw in it as much as it's a flaw in us having already watched it. We know what's coming. We know how this ends because of all the controversy with Smothers and Morton and the girlfriends, and so it's hard to be invested in to continue with the story because we already know how it ends. Whereas with Buddy, we know how that ends, but while it ends the way it ends, we don't see a it's. It's hard to explain. It ends the way it ends, but we like what happens. With this, you'll never see what happens because Morton's gone because right. of the stuff that goes down. So anyway, all right. Any other thoughts, Doc? No. All right. So we got one more promo at the end of this thing, and uh, I'm trying to get it queued up. Basically, it's the Rock and Roll Express, the Thugs, 
Uh, here it is. Express oh, and the yeah, 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 the rock and roll, the big heroes. You always got to be the big hero, don't you? Hey, 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 wait, wait a minute. Don't, white boy, don't. white boy, white boy. They said that uh, one of the headbangers had a chair, man. That's what I've been called. hitting the head with a chair before, and by God, I'm still standing here. Well, next time they come up behind you, I'll let them bash your damn brains in. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, you guys. Let me tell you one thing, listen, I'm not worried about this Friday night because you two guys can't be these two guys with the dresses on. We ain't got no problem to worry hey, about. Hey, hey, wait a minute, man. You're awful cocky, aren't you, huh? Those two guys with dresses on are a great tag team or they wouldn't be in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Just like the Rock and Roll Express who are five-time former world tag team champions. But what it took you two guys four months to do, the thugs did it, and one night we beat Al Snow and Unibon and we're the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. That's what's right in your butt, man. Hey, let me tell you something, thugs. Y'all don't appreciate our help so next time you get your ass whooped don't expect us to be there we'll be in the back watching yeah hey, hey. you won't be in the back come super bowl right there in not august because we're gonna see who the better team is guys we can't get along we're gonna dog on sure get it on well, that's it's Friday night. It's that's what I'm screaming. Anytime, anytime. I'm getting sick and tired of it. And it should be a great lineup. Don't forget next week is Boo Bradley. So, through no fault of theirs, man, this is this is fine. Everything that goes down here would be good. The problem is, <laughs> it's like a book with no ending. Anyway, Doc, your thoughts on this promo? The promo is actually good, right? Would you agree? Yeah, I like it because Dirty White Boy's like, let's do this now. I'm tired of this shit. And and, and Tracy starts out, oh, now come on now, come on guys, come on, come on. And that and that's a real thought too. Like when you're tired of some shit, you know, you're like, man, I, look, I'm sick and tired of this shit. Let's just get this shit over with now. You know, yeah. you don't want to prolong it. So, so that's that's a real thing. It's just it's just weird watching. It's just weird watching Ricky and Robert be dicks. That's very much true, because especially Morton, you know, all through the years, all these nice people out here, you know, he's he's always about the people. And now he's just like, screw you, bro. I hate you. You know, it's just that 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 is a weird thing. Okay, so we need to give out some. That's how the show ends. And uh, you heard less. He promoted Boo Bradley and Tommy Blaze. I'm Tommy. Boo Bradley and Bobby Blaze versus Terry Gordy and Tommy Rich on next week's episode. Uh, I can't remember if next week we get the Super Bowl highlights or not. I think it's the week after. I can't remember. But anyway, so here we go. Uh, We need to give out the disability checks and whatnot. Before we do so, I want to remind you all, please use the Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. It is a phenomenal way to support this show. You're not spending anything extra. The show gets a lot of its bills paid from that Amazon link. So there you go. Please use it. Support us. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Do what Doc said a few months back. Give the link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life. Actually put the link in the browser, either on their phone or their computer, and bookmark it for them. So every time they use Amazon, they use our link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Doc, how many disability checks you giving this puppy? Man, um, I like the episode. I like what's going on. This Super Bowl of wrestling is a hot-ass card, so uh, I'm digging it. And then Buddy just throws this thing over the top. I'm going to say 9.0. All right, I'm giving this thing an A-plus, man. This is... this Budro's promo was just tremendous i don't we've said it i don't know how else it's, we a, recap it. it's an all it's an all-time moment in smoky mountain it's a phenomenal pro it's a phenomenal promo in the history of wrestling i mean you can't you cannot say enough good things about this i'm gonna say this and we'll have this greater discussion once we're done with smoky mountain wrestling about the moments that you just never forget from smoky and let me say that moment right there is one of the if you think about the most memorable things that is in that category easily like when you say smoky mountain wrestling that is one of the first things that pop into your mind when someone says tell me about some of the best promos ever in smoky that is one of the ones that pops in your mind and we'll talk about the others when we do the recap show uh later on in this year once we're once we're done with smoky okay Let's do the Government Cheese Award, uh, named by Char, a longtime listener, Shard Johnson. 
And before we do it, remember, I said it, if you want the video review versions of these, go to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Not only do you get the video review versions of our Smoky Mountain show and our NWA show, but you also get the patron-only content, the Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views, the Jim Crockett Promotions Clash of the Champions, along with 200 other, probably, God, actually, probably over 250 now, Patreon-exclusive episodes are available there. Doc, we said it. I mean... I don't know how, if anybody doesn't give it to Buddy in this episode, I, I question their wrestling love and, and fanfare and, and what they would see as a good promo. So I'm giving it to Buddy. We said it already. I'm sure you're giving it to Buddy too. Unless Buddy, I think even the wrestlers on the show would say that unless Buddy banged their 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 wife or cock blocked him on a rat. So yeah, I, nice. it's, it's, it's Buddy. Harper's not here, but he would give it to Buddy as well. Oh, yeah. This is good stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy it while right. it lasts. Yeah, enjoy it while Look, I mean, we said it. I, I, we're pretty... I can't remember if it's the next three weeks. I think it's the next three weeks. Not next week, but the weeks after that, we start getting the Super Bowl like highlights and, and matches in the shows. Man, after like Thanks. episode 186 or so, the cliff dives. Not the cliff, not the actual cliff, but it cliff dives. Anyway, all right, Doc, anything else before I get into some plugs and uh, mention a few things on this uh, episode before we close it out? Oh, Jesus. All right. All right, so uh, remember, check out our friends from the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. They talk classic and current stuff. It's a great show. They're great guys. Please support them. They support They support us. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. And check out the Bottom Line cast and all of our Patreon shows if you are a patron member. So I don't have anything else. Uh, thank you to all the patrons out there who are patrons and enjoy all the extra content. Doc, you know what Hopper always says when we get out of here? Uh, why don't you do us the favor of hitting that tagline? That's real classy. No, not that one. The other one. Oh, uh, nah, Brian. That's that fucked one up. That's fucked up. I don't have the soundboard loaded, so I can't. Thoughts and prayers, dog. Thoughts and prayers, dog. Okay, no, not what, that what, one. What? What an asshole. Okay, we'll go on that note. Like Harper says, book it. Oh, I got. I, oh, wait, wait, oh, okay, I got okay. I, I, I dug through my my bag of goodies and I came up with this one. Book it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to give a special shout out to all of the patrons out there. Thank you for your patronage each and every month. We appreciate it. Doc Harper and I, it really does help the show. We do these shows twice per week. You know, that's eight per month and all the free shows. And honestly, if not for your patronage, we probably couldn't continue doing it because uh, it does at least help us put the money back into the show. So anyway, I want to say special thanks to all of you out there and thank you for being a patron. If you're not one, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. It is a great way to support this show while getting something extra, such as all of our bonus shows and all that good stuff. Without spending anything extra would be our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash btt.amazon. But Patreon, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. 
Over 200 plus patron exclusive episodes are up there for you to enjoy. The Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views, the Clash of the Champions, a bunch of other, you know, non-wrestling stuff, although still politics free. Non-wrestling stuff is out there. Lots of other stuff is up for you to enjoy. Now, before I get out of here, I want to give a special shout out to all of our Hall of Fame patrons and thank them. Harrison Lee, Isaac Penley at Oh Hey It's Isaac on Twitter, Eagle underscore one, Kangol Fett, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Hartke, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Duneif, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, aka Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter. Bobby Murray, Marlon Miller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. You know how I do, Marlon. Keep cutting those promos, kid. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, Allen, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T-Hug 94, and God Bold Unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons, and thank you to all of the patrons out there. If I had the time, I would read out all 200 plus of you all in between Podbean and Patreon, but that would take a lot of time to go through. So anyway, just want to say thank you to all the patrons and thank you for all your, all your support. Uh, also, don't forget, check out the Bottom Line cast with my buddies Mike Pru and JV. Also, check out the ECW live cast that Mike Pru and JV do on our Patreon feed at the $5 tier twice per month. I'm sorry. Yeah, two times a month. Every two weeks, they do the ECW shows. They basically take two ECW shows. They're going in chronological order, and we put those up on the Patreon feed for our $5 tiers and up. Other than that, check out Mike and JV. Thank you for being patrons out there, and thank you for all of your support of BTT. That's all I got. I'm a little blown up. We just did a long show. But you know what we always say when we get out of here? Book it, bitch.